Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals uh, specific centric podcast where, of course, we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who played not only professional baseball, but also he played in the National Football League in that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about my brother, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Oh, man. I got you. I got you muted because I don't even want to hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Ponas, uh, you know, can't believe it's November already, bruh. Now, yeah, we'll, man. We'll start seeing Christmas trees and all kind of garland on the, and reefs on the doors. I mean, golly, where is the year gone? Man, forget about that. You know, again, shout out to my my oldest son, uh, Kendrick, whose birthday was November first. So, so you know, so he was, you know, so he's that November birthday baby. But you know, so we, so this is how we do this. This is how we get down. We are recording this at the end of the Thursday night football game. Forget that game. We're about to talk about, of course, the Arizona Cardinals and their matchup with the Cleveland Browns. And so uh, we we got some things to talk about, man. We've been talking about some things for a couple of weeks. I've been bringing it up because I knew people was going to bring it up. It's funny because it's cool to be on the front end of things when talking about, I know what they're going to talk. I know what they're going to say. I know they're going to say they, they, they clamoring for the backup quarterback. I know that I know what they are doing. And so eventually, you know, it ends up happening. So we want to get into a few of those things and of course, break down the matchup with the Cleveland Browns. But one of the things that the biggest thing this week is the trade deadline came, came and went. Joshua Dobbs is no longer on the Arizona Cardinals. He has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings for, you know, to, to be able to, to take the place of an injured, uh, uh, what's my man's name? Why, why am I? Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk D cousins. And so your thoughts on that, that, that was something that it, it when you think about some of the, the moves that are made or when you, you see some of the, the, the reports that come across, it makes sense in retrospect, but that trade that the Minnesota Vikings made, I don't, I mean, your, your thoughts on that, and then we'll break it down and then it'll kind of, you know, take the show where it takes us. Well, very unfortunate injury to Kirk D cousins uh, came when Minnesota, they kind of felt like they were climbing back into things. They had their horrible start, climbed back to four and four, you know, after winning the other day, obviously he goes down late in the fourth quarter. And I mean, they could look, you know, Minnesota could look at it a couple different ways. Our quarterback's down. He's a free agent at the end of the year. 
this the rest of the season might be a wash. Uh, yeah. You know, let's just let it flow. Or hey, we're four and four in a very weak NFC. Let's see if we can go find a candidate out there just to to keep us afloat. You know, come in here, learn this offense quick. Uh, maybe win us a few games, we get into the playoffs, then we'll see where everything shakes out. And who would have known that it would be Joshua Dobbs that they go out and they get. And for me, Jay, that's a sign for the last few weeks. Oh, is it tune time? We need to, you know, Joshua Dobbs, he's this, he's that, you know. And the whole time I was like, well, look what he's playing with. And I thought he was doing a, a, a decent job. And different different set of expectations when you come to it. Because the, when it comes to offensive weapons, Minnesota Vikings have definitely definitely have more offensive weapons than the Arizona Cardinals have. So it's so it's it'll be interesting just on the periphery to see how Joshua Dobbs does with that expectation. Well, they they also did not have a, a viable backup behind Cousins. I can't remember yes. the young man's name, but, yeah, you know, just obviously not an NFL-ready quarterback. So what do they do? They go out and they get Joshua Dobbs, who won, you know, is very highly educated, um, you know, was able to come in here to Arizona, pick this offense up with 10 days before the start of the season. And, you know, they probably had other options they were looking at, but it says a lot that they said, look, Joshua Dobbs, come on in here and see what you can do with this offense. They could have gone on several different ways. For me, it's a testament that the young man was doing at least a halfway decent job because they're, they're not going to go get trash. You know, they, they figured, you know, we don't need um, some of the other names they were throwing around. You know, Joshua Dobbs, you know, he's not a starter in the NFL necessarily, but he is a starter. He's a starter yeah. for that can yeah. actually, like you said, keep this, you know, the Vikings team afloat. And what's that old saying, Jay? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Yes, and who sir. knows what he might do going over there. I'm actually very happy for him. And, you know, where who knows where his career goes from here. But I've been there before when it really feels good to be needed and wanted and somebody comes out and gets you. <laughs> and all the noise that was going on here. As of yeah. late, about what he couldn't do, what he hasn't done, is it time for tune? Is you know, and like I said, he's going to be rewarded by you know going to another organization that had some faith in him, and we'll see what happens over there. But you know, it's now tune time here in Arizona, and we'll see how fast the clock is ticking toward one Kyler Murray. But I'm very happy for Joshua Dobbs, and I think he's done himself very well and uh, representing his abilities. And like I said, the fact that somebody wanted to come get him uh, and, and in this situation says a lot and shows a lot at the same time. All right, so let's get to Clayton Tune real quick. So we're going to get to the matchup between the, the, the Browns and the Cardinals. But Clayton Tune, who was, what, a fifth-round draft pick, uh, pick number 139, he played primarily in the in the preseason that was one of the things that I noticed. I went to a preseason game, and I said, "Man, he's getting a lot of run." And so we we pointed this out in in here on the show that he was getting a lot of run, a lot of run, and that was before Joshua Dobbs came to the team. Um, what we know that whether it was Joshua Dobbs or Clayton Tune, it's a their their bridges, their their stop gaps before 
Kyler Murray comes back and then we figure out what we have with Kyler Murray based upon how he how he can or maybe cannot fit in with this offensive scheme or with this team. But when you have a rookie quarterback coming in, again, fifth round pick, pick number 139, what, if any, are your expectations? Because they knew what they had with them, him this whole time. And, and it's been a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, 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 a delay to get him to this point. Well, honestly, Jay, to this point, there was no need to play to him. You know, yeah. Joshua was doing a respectable job. You, you, It's not like you were looking for a starting quarterback. You're looking for someone who could hold the fort down until Kyler came back. And right. minus Kirk Cousins getting hurt, I still say the smartest thing that the Cardinals could have done was continue to roll with Joshua Dobbs until they made a decision to either bring Kyler back or you get so late in the season where we're currently 1-7, you know, you're one in ten, one eleven, two and whatever. Then it's time to let's take the, the wrapping off the rookie, give him a few starts to finish the season out, just to, you know, get his feet wet and stuff like that. You're not there. Yeah. Other other than like I said, this situation, you weren't bringing tune in, you know, like last week or the week before and saying, Okay, we're gonna roll with, with him for the next seven, eight weeks or whatever it is. It just wasn't necessary. You know, but now, you know, maybe the plan is you get uh, him a game here while you're still trying to ramp Kyler up. Kyler comes back, and I talked about this last week on one of our many shows, could even been this one. You might get Kyler three games in, four games, see what he looks like. You now have a gauge on, you know, whether he's a fit for us moving forward or we're going to make some decisions, et cetera, et cetera. And then you bring Toon back in to finish out the season. You know, right. so this is, you know, we'll see what uh, Clayton Toon can do. But, I mean, bro, I don't expect a whole lot from him. How Going in the hostile territory over in Cleveland, we know what their defense can do when they're on. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be probably what I've been expecting to see all along. A rookie, they're going to throw a bunch of stuff on him. And they don't have tape on him other than preseason, so they'll go back and look at that. But I guarantee yeah. they're going to try to throw everything but the kitchen sink at him to try and confuse him and, you know, kind of go from there. So, you know, what we're expecting to see for all those that were clamoring for John, for Clayton Toon, we're going to get a chance to see him, and maybe he'll surprise us. But, you know, in my opinion, this it might look like a young rookie head swimming, uh, not ready for it, pace of the game, everything too much. But, you know, it's his opportunity to get some experience. And at this point, at one and seven, Jay, what are we thinking anyway? It's not yeah. like we're, oh, we plan on winning nine in a row to get back into the playoff race. No. You know, so <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Yeah, so two things that come off of that. One, if you were in the locker room, so you're you're a you're a tight end on on a team where a rookie such as Clayton Toon is is starting, are you what what is your mindset going into a game like this? And then also, I mean, we we saw what he did in the preseason. Yeah, I know it was a, a small sample size, but there were th times where, and it's to be expected, so I'm not knocking him for this, where he was making ill-timed throws, um, being a little bit too aggressive at times, not not really paying attention to kind of how the play was developing. And so that can happen with the rookie. So unless he's had 
exponential growth between now and then that it, it could still be a lot of the same. But if you were in that locker room, would would you be thinking, well, yeah, we're we're they're setting us up for a loss this weekend? What what would your thought process be if you were in that locker room with a rookie quarterback that was about to start the game? At this point in time, they were one and seven, so it's not like we're, you know, we're expecting him to come on and help lead us to the promised land. For gotcha. me, you know, young man coming in here as a veteran tight end, especially or anybody on that offense, especially you come over and say you pat him on the on the shoulders and you say, "Look, Clayton, it's your time. Um, we're going to support you in any way we can." Me as a tight end, I'd be like, "Look, anytime you need me, I'm right out there somewhere to look across." For number eighty six or whatever, I'm raising my, my hand. And I'm raising hey, my hand. I'm raising my hey, hand, bro. Tight end is going to be your best friend, you know. But you know, for the most part, just let's let's see what you can do. No pressure on you. It's yeah. not like we're asking you. You're not going to be the the next face of the organization. We just want to see what you can do, and we're going to roll with you, and we're going to support you any way we can. Just try to make them feel at ease as possible. Now, the problem comes. Everything is nice and scripted during the week, and it's all <laughs> fun. You know, may you look right. good. And then all of a sudden we get to, uh, you know, the game on Sunday. The, the, the crowd is thumping. You got the Cleveland defense coming at you. They're throwing stuff at you that you've never seen before. Yes, because sir. I guarantee you, Jay, what he saw in the preseason, everything was vanilla. Everything was a slower pace. Um, they're not throwing any wrinkles at you, nothing like that. You were able to succeed. It's not going to be that easy come this Sunday. But at the same time, like I said, this is what, you know, this is what you've always dreamed of, dreamed for. So go out there and just take your shots, don't you know? And we'll see what happens. We've seen plenty of, you know, we watched tonight. Will Levis, um, second game as a, you know, starting quarterback. He looked halfway decent on the road in Pittsburgh. Just go out there and do your thing, man. No, no pressure, you know. So, you know, we don't, we're not, you know, we're not, trying to win these. Like I said, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. So just go out there and have some fun. Show us what you got. All right. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's break down this game a little bit before we get to who we think is going to win or lose. So the uh, the Browns come in 4-3. and three. They're 3-1 and one at home. The Cardinals are 1-7. and seven. They're 0-4 on the road. The uh, Watson, his status is still unknown right now. P.J. Walker may start, and so far with his starts, uh, one touchdown, five interceptions, if I saw that correctly, uh, and uh, in, his, in his three starts, and he's 2-1 and one in those three starts. And then we when we break it down a little bit further, we got the, the Browns in the last three games. They're 2-1. and one. They beat the 49ers and the, uh, what is it, the 49ers and the Colts, and they lost to Seattle. And then the uh, the Cardinals are 0-3 in that same time period. Uh, they lost to the Rams, the Ravens, and the Rams, the Ravens, and the, uh, goodness, I had one in there. I missed, I missed it. But, yeah, so they so three in a row that they've lost. So when we're looking at this, the what stands out to me is the defense for the Browns. What stands out to you? Um, we saw what the the Browns defense did to uh, Brock Purdy a few weeks back, and you can expect to see a whole lot of that. They're going to try to pressure him, uh, meaning tune. They're going to try to get after him early uh, and just confuse him, if nothing else. Like I said, they're going to throw some stuff at him that he has not seen before. So, you know, blitz heavy probably, or they'll probably test out early if their front 
uh, can get after him without sending extras, they're going to do that. You know, Miles Garrett, they're going to they're get after him. If they feel like he's getting a little too comfortable, they're probably going to bring some extra pressure. Like I said, some zone dogs, all this stuff that he's got guarantees he's never seen. Let's see if they can pressure him, confuse him, uh, maybe get a pick or two early, something like that, and try to take control of this game. I, you know... What what? How do you prepare if you're if you're Clayton Toon? How do you prepare for this other than try to dive into that book and yeah. knowing you've never seen this rate of speed before? You know this type of complex defense. Like I said, the, the young man. This is an opportunity for him. I, I would if I'm his coaches. If I just man go out there and just you know no pressure, have some fun, just enjoy this. Because there's nothing you might never get this opportunity again. He might be yeah. a career backup dude. Just go out there and have some fun with it. So if that's the case, and like this, go out, go out there and have some fun. We don't have any high expectations for you. Is this that opportunity for Petsing to say, "Let me see what I can do. Let me see. Let me see some of these plays I can call up." Or does he try to just keep it as vanilla as possible? I think they're going to stay. If they didn't do it over the first eight weeks with Joshua Dobbs, I think we're going to see a whole lot more of the same. Very conservative. He's probably not going to push the ball up the field too much. You know, yeah. the other thing that I always remind our fans especially, it's not just getting up there and calling a play and then running a okay. play. He's okay. got to identify fronts. He's got to, you know, at the snap of the ball, you know, read coverages. There's a lot of stuff that he's never done at this level before at this intensity that, you know, it's going to be a lot on his plate. I guarantee you there might be a a, a couple of delay of games. Uh, we might, you know, mm. have trouble getting people in and out of the huddle. Play Do they try to they... run him? Do they try to run him like Joshua Dobbs? One of the things that people have been saying, but we didn't know that he was as mobile as he was. Do they try to do some of those those things to get Joshua Dobbs, I mean, to, to get Clayton Toon moving a little bit in this game. They could. I mean, they could move the pocket. They could, you know, a couple runs here and there for him, all kinds of different things. I would hope that they would try to not be as conservative as they've been. But at the same time, you got to respect the fact that he is going to be a rookie with his head swimming. So they, they yeah. might be forced in this instance to be very conservative. I was disappointed because as we got to – six, seven, eight games with Dobbs, it was like, okay, we got to let this dude at least throw the ball up the field. He's shown that he can handle the basics. We never got past the basics with Joshua Dobbs, maybe because right. they were just scared, whatever it was. But this, you know, this coming game, you're going to want to make this game plan as vanilla as possible. And that's a, a good and a bad thing because it's going to be uh, less on Clayton's shoulders, but at the same time, it's going to be that much easier for Cleveland to try to manipulate, um, you know, us in, in many different ways because we're not going to have too much, I guess, ammo in the gun. So let's let's reverse that then. So when we're looking at PJ Walker again, I mentioned his stats. So very pedestrian to say the least. Does that does that mean that the Cardinals could be in this game because of? Because of the way that PJ Walker has performed thus far, again, one touchdown, five interceptions, but he's two and one, so they're winning these games. But what do, what does that tell you? Well, yeah, they we we could be in this game. I, I'm kind of assuming that we're going to get a heavy, heavy dose of Kareem Hunt, uh, and then their game plan, meaning the Browns' offensive game plan, should be 
we don't necessarily have to win it on this side. Let's just not lose it. Let's just don't do stupid stuff to, okay. you know, give the Cardinals, you know, short fields, uh, any type of scores from their defense, anything like that. Let's run the ball, force them to have to go the long way on the field when we have to. So that means if we have to punt, uh, let's, let's punt, but let's score our 14 to 17 points and get out of here with a W if we have to. You know, they're not going to be over uh, aggressive, in my opinion, because I don't think they necessarily have to. You know, our off our defense, you know, middle of the road, but, and if we can't get after it from time to time, especially if we, if you, we, uh, you allow us to get, to pin the ears back and come after you in obvious situations. But if they run the ball, you know, stay on the field, convert some third downs and stuff like that, you know, and, and next, you know, they put up a nice, you know, like I said, 14 to 17 points, that might be all it takes to win this game because, you know, look at it again. we got a rookie. We're going to play on a rookie quarterback. Don't have a whole ton of weapons to threaten anyway. No running game to travel with. A lot of things stacked up against us, but we all know uh, there's a reason why we play the games. But like I said, in this one, uh, I don't expect to see a whole lot from Cleveland. I think they'll do just enough to win this game. All right, so let's let's go into this. So I'm trying to look and trying to find what the what the the uh, the. Okay, so it's oh. Goodness gracious. It's Cleveland minus eight right now. I found it out. I found it on the mm-hmm. site. So Cleveland minus eight. So that's, that doesn't bode too well when you think when, you, when it breaks down. But if, if we're looking at this, um, with the, the, the Cardinals for the, on the defensive side of the ball, they've been able to kind of stay in some of these games. Sometimes it's the bad positioning, bad position that the offense will put them in based upon either turning it over on downs or, or just not being able to advance the ball. And so when the, when, you know, when the punt comes and they're not able to flip the field really, but so let's, let's, as we head out of here, before we give our predictions, what do the, Cleveland Browns have to do to win this game and then we'll flip it to what do the Cardinals have to do to win this game so let's go with the Cleveland first because I, I, as you mentioned I think it's going to be it's not going to be it, it won't be a whole lot of air raid stuff going on in terms of passing through the air but it'll be about a matter of really being able to rely on their defense and then the running game as you mentioned before yeah, for Cleveland to win this game it's simple you run the ball don't put Walker out there to do too much uh, more than he has to do you know short passing game a lot of cream hunt going downhill uh, and then defensively you just get after it I mean not necessarily saying you do anything crazy because big plays are being are, are out there to be made if you you know throw everything you know cover zeros and stuff like that um, right. somebody gets over the top but if you come with a conservative but aggressive game plan meaning if they can get at us with their front, you don't have to blitz much, but be a little exotic. You can be a little more exotic with the things that you do, meaning some of your coverages and things that Toon might not have seen. The pace of the game might be too much for him. You, his head's going to be maybe, swimming. His head's going to be swimming, right? His head's going to be like absolutely. crazy swimming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to, you know, and you know, worst thing is that we're going to be over there in the dog pound. You would like to, for his first start to be at the comforts of home, you know, maybe a little quieter and, and a right. less hostile environment than it's going to be over there. And they're going to get after it. And for them to win the game, like I said, Cleveland just has to not do anything stupid. Uh, get after it, 
you know, it's not going to take a whole lot of points, in my opinion, for them to win this game. So, you know, ball control, score your, your points, defense get after it. By the time it's all said, they should have a victory that way. On the other side, if you're the, the, the Cardinals, you just, I mean, you got to try to figure out to make this as ugly as possible. We don't know what the weather's going to be like. If we can get over there and establish a run game, you know, the short passing game, maybe mix in a couple, you know, opportunities to go down the field over the top, but I don't expect them to do too much of that. But obviously no turnovers. You got to win the, um, the, the, the time of possession and just grind it out. Because, you know, you know you're talking, we're not going over there and going to be explosive or anything like that. We got to get have a little luck on our side as well. The funny, the well, not funny, but the interesting thing to me is that because you you mentioned this a couple times so far this season is that staying ahead of the sticks, staying ahead of the sticks. So it, I, I would imagine it's, it's demoralizing when you're coming into a game and knowing that we got to stay ahead of the sticks, and then if you if you rush the ball and you're getting three yards here, three yards here, and you're you're doing well, and then it stalls, and then the next, the maybe the next series you're behind the sticks right from the jump because you're trying to run the ball to get that going. And then you know you got to rely on the quarterback and all that. And, and and because the quarterback is just not ready for, he's not, to, to quote Gangstar, he's not ready to, to carry the whole weight. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at what you're playing with. We're, you know, Clayton Toon, fifth-round pick, first for a professional start in the NFL, how much can you really expect from him? He might surprise us, and he might look good. But for the most part, we've seen what the league does to these rookie quarterbacks. And like I said, you're throwing in all the other factors. If Connor was there, in my opinion, this would be a 30-35 carry day for Connor. You know, that type of thing. But you don't have Connor. Um, you're minus... Ertz, you know, you got McBride, and you, but even our weapons on the outside with Marquise, and we don't have a lot of three weapons. Come over there. You, better, you better throw it up for three yeah. McBride. Three. <laughs> it's going to be a long day for this Cardinals team, but, you know, hopefully, you know, they have a plan moving forward, meaning to get Kyler Murray some action here soon, and yeah. brighter days are ahead. But one in seven, potentially one in eight after this one, this, mm. this, season is heading in the direction we thought it would, Jay. It, and it started, the problem though, it's starting to get a little uglier like we yeah. initially thought it would because in the yeah. beginning, it was like, hey, we're in these games, couldn't even want it. And now it's starting to look. And and now, isn't it funny, Jay? Now all of a sudden that T word is popping up. All Woo. of a sudden. And because in the beginning, it was like, well, they'll shoot those dudes out there playing and they're competing and they could actually. Now it's like, well, what are the Cardinals doing? Because it really does look like they're tanking again. And yeah. that's just because of, you know, it looks, you know, if it walks like a duck and sounds like a duck, I'm going to call it a duck. But True like, so we, we can only hope, man, that, you know, it doesn't get as ugly as it potentially could because this is, man, if Deshaun Watson was like in full swing and he was playing well, and this would be, we'd be set up for a massacre over there. But because we might be playing against P.J. Walker, we might actually have a, a shot to keep it respectful. Who knows? If they make enough mistakes, maybe we get a W. But it doesn't look like uh, it's going to be that, uh, that, that type of Sunday coming up. So that is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. So we're going to give our quick picks real quick. I think, we, I think we already know I'm going Cardinals. I, I, I say maybe 31, 31, 10 Cardinals. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Browns 31, 10. What you got? 
I don't think the Browns are going to score that much because, especially if Walker's playing. But like I said, they might, it might be one of those twenty to nine games, something like that. And okay. you know, it, we'll, we'll put up a fight, but we just don't have enough uh, firepower. And like I said, we're going over with our rookie quarterback, but it's gonna be could be ugly. This might this is one of those not on the main screen games. This game is tucked up. Excuse me, tucked over in the corner on the backup television. This isn't one that's going to get a whole lot of uh, eyes on it. And this is one of those games where you kept asking for them. We gave it to you. Don't get mad because we gave you what you asked for. Don't get mad because we gave you what you asked for, dog. You asked for the backup quarterback. We about to give you that backup quarterback. So take it and enjoy it. Be be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. We about to get it. Indeed. So before I say who are we, we were presented for, presented by, but congratulations again to the Arizona Diamondbacks. We are here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. They they fell, they came up short in the World Series, but man, they they achieved, they overachieved for sure. So so I know on behalf of Ed, when I say this, uh, that we are definitely salute and congratulations to the Diamondbacks. We hope that they get here again and again and again. It becomes one of those things where they're not that it's not a surprise, but it's an expectation where they get to the, uh, to, to be on the biggest stage in the world. So you didn't, you didn't win it, but, I, but you definitely have the respect. I don't care what ratings say or what the, all that type of stuff, but you definitely get the respect. So uh, congratulations to the Diamondbacks. There were 20 other teams sitting at home watching. So, Yes, sir. All, all hail to the Diamondbacks. They did it. They represented well. Yes, sir. And all hail to Bet Online because that's who are we, we are presented by. And so we do this thing twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays we, uh, you know, you know, we we look back on the game that was. Thursdays we look ahead to the to the game that will be. And so as you hear this, you know, sometimes you know we got lives, man. We we, we ripping and running. We doing our thing. But uh, make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. We do appreciate it. And uh, as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.